This is Dr. Gina, and welcome back to the Rebooted Medical Necessity Podcast. The Medical Necessity Podcast. Shannon and Gina, both PTs, we've got what you need. Disclosure. This show does not provide medical advice. Should you need to seek medical advice, you would do best to talk to your physical therapist, talk to your physician, call 911, or go to the ER in an emergency if something is hanging by a thread. This show is for entertainment purposes only. Shannon! Hello. Shannon, there you are. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Can you hear me? I can. It's perfect. This is really cool. <laughs> yeah, that's that's why I wanted to get to get it working because it's easier than trying to uh, record a Zoom call. Yeah, this is great. Yeah. Excuse me. Um that that's the chorus talking, chorus light talking. <laughs> Well, it's so funny because I was like, oh, my God, can I'm like, should I have a glass of wine before this thing starts? But I'm like, it's been a yes. day. So I'm very happy <laughs> to see your course light. <laughs> so cheers, sister. Cheers. Clink. <laughs> Clink. <laughs> ching, ching. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Hey, you know what? I am. Hey, what does PT stand for? What do the letters PT stand for? Physical therapy. You mean we're not personal trainers? No. And we really don't subscribe to pain and torture. Oh, hell no. (laughs) Because that's another thing. I PT, pain and torture. And torture. No. 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 Mm -mm. This is not what this is all about. I am one fired up chica, I tell you what. You know why? Why? Because I I think that people would have better lives and love themselves more and the world would be a better place if more people knew what the hell we did. Oh, amen. Because <laughs> I don't know about you, but I went to school for this. Did you go to school for this? You have to go to school for this? <laughs> and how long, how, how long did you go to school? Because I'm, you know, I'm a dinosaur in this whole scenario. Um, yeah, you, you have what? A mere 20 years of experience with a master's, yes, right? Yes, with yeah. a very, you know, with my lowly master's degree in physical therapy. But yes, 20, 20 and change. We'll yeah. leave it at that. Well, in front, of, in front of the patients, I'd like you to call me Dr. Gina, okay? Oh. Um, yes, Dr. Gina. Dr. Gina. And <laughs> you you can call me Ms. T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, aside from the bachelor's degree in a hard science, uh, my bachelor's is in computer science. 
let's say, oh, we had to take to even get in chemistry, physics, you know, anatomy and physiology. But, well, and I was already a licensed PT assistant. Yes, you need a license and you need school for that, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I had been doing that for five years. And... Um, I was working and every other weekend I was, uh, going, driving up to, to, uh, to the two hour drive from central Ohio to Northwest Ohio to, uh, university of Finley Lovely. For, for my bridge program. Oh, I think, okay. The cat got in. I was wondering what was happening with the door. Uh, so yeah, so that was three years. So that was two years of coursework and then a year of clinical rotations, which included, which included a hospital rotation, acute care, ICU in a little suburb near me. And then I decided to go out and check out the Pacific Northwest for a spell and did outpatient there. At a couple of therapy mills. Would you you care to explain to the good people what therapy mills are? They are high volume clinics where productivity is celebrated rather than necessarily the quality of care. So you are part of the PT mill process and I have been a lord for a good part of my career you could be double booked every 20 minutes, which means that you have six patients walking in the door in one hour and it's up to you and your support staff. And typically you have a good support staff. You know, I've worked with some amazing PTAs, athletic trainers in my career who have supported me in those mills. But no matter how hard you try, you cannot give the patients what they really need. Oh, no. And and that's what people have come to associate PT with. And that's what makes me so damn mad. Absolutely. And, you know, it's really interesting, too. Um, you know, and, and I've taken a step back uh, from those mills and slowed down a little bit uh, in where I've worked in the last couple of years before I started my own business. So when I actually had a little bit more time to spend with patients and to connect with patients, we're like, wow, like no one's ever asked me those questions or no one's ever touched me. I don't understand. Whoa. Like I and I am a manual manually based therapist. I believe in getting my hands on people. Sometimes I think my hands are the best tools that I have. Mm-hmm. But yet people have gone to PT over and over and over again and have never been touched. It's like, oh, I just have gotten a hot pack and been put on a bike, and then I'm sent home. And that makes my heart sad. <laughs> so sad. Because really, physical therapy can be transformative. <laughs> yes. It can be preventative. It can be transformative. You Absolutely. know, rehabilitative. You know, it all can of the be above. all of the above. Yeah. And we're we're here to excuse me. That's the course talking again. We're here. We're here to elevate that. A hundred percent. Hundred percent. Oh, we scared someone out of the room already. Cool. 
<laughs> but I mean, honestly, Gina, you know, I don't know about you, but it's part of why I've gone out on my own and started my own business because I, I know the power of the tools. I know the level of education experience I bring to the table. And that's what I want to give to my patients. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it was not my plan to the field changed a lot in between when I started and when I uh, when I started with, you know, like my PTA degree and between then and when I did my clinical rotations and, you know, worked in the field. Um, for one, uh, the PT that I had for back pain, like way back in the day, um, he's, he saw me one-on-one and, you know, it, I thought, and I, I realized, man, you know, back pain really, really affects your life. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, it takes you, takes you out of the game. Um, <laughs> um I'm trying. I'm trying not to burp this course. Maybe Co- course was a poor choice. Course <laughs> was a poor choice for a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you were, you were thirsty. I I was thirsty and I wanted to head to the Rockies. So here we go. are. I here love we it. Are. Mm. Cheers. Um, Cheers. Yeah. So by the time I had had several toxic bosses worked in crappy places, you know, where people were just mean, you know, and, you know, mean and didn't, you know, serve the, serve the patients. I know I had, um, uh, back when I was still a PT assistant, I had one uh, peds therapist who um, told me, Oh my God, I hate old people. I hate working with old people. (laughs) And guess what? You work with old people because we're a small community hospital outpatient. Sure. And so I wouldn't send my worst enemy, you know, to her. Um, So by the time I finished my clinical rotations and saw just the, the unethical practices and, you know, just the half, assery about mm-hmm. stuff because you're so rushed you know sure you know it wasn't my plan to start a business but I started my mobile um private pay uh business uh right before COVID hit perfect timing perfect timing <laughs> yeah PT stands for perfect timing ah yes I like that <laughs> I like that <laughs> Oh goodness. Um so uh let's let's talk a little bit more about us so people people know who we are so they know that we're both um private business owners. Um can you kind of talk about like the people like where you're <laughs> I was going to say where you're stationed like where you're where you're at in the world and Absolutely. you know and all that. Yeah, I am in the lovely city of New York City. Uh, I live in Manhattan on the Upper East Side. I have practiced physical therapy in several outpatient orthopedic clinics in and around Manhattan. I love outpatient orthopedics, but I started to see that 
lifestyle really was playing a part in my patient's pain and their ability to recover. And I started to think, hmm, are there ways in which I could be more effective in how I deliver care? Can I help with lifestyle? Can I help with stress management? I mean, listen, I'm mm-hmm. in Midtown, Midtown, physical thera- Midtown Physical Therapy. Listen to me. I work in Midtown, Manhattan, you know, financial, real estate, and law capital of the world. You know, people are stressed. People are wound pretty tight right now. Yeah. Oh, my God. And this is the yeah. pandemic because you imagine now um, the work hard, play hard mentality really exists in the city. Mm-hmm. And I, I was I wanted to find a better way, a more effective way. And I've always been a practitioner of yoga. Yoga is, you know, to me, it's part of my therapy. And I started implementing some of the principles and some of the movement into how I was treating my patients and decided to go ahead and do my 200 hour yoga instructor certification. Mm. But you know what? The ability to be able to implement some physical therapy and yoga principles when you only have 20, 15, 20 minutes is hard. It is. And I really realized that I could, that this combining this, these tools was my passion and it made me happy and it allowed creativity and really brought me joy and brought me to life. So I decided to go ahead and start my mobile PT practice in the city. Yeah. Yeah. So here I am. Um, you know, it's month three of 100%, 100% self-employment. It's a little scary sometimes, but the freedom is un- undeniably, like, wonderful. Yeah. I, I know you said, um, you know, people are kind of out of the city for the summer, but you've got a, you've got a long history and... Um, uh, working, working with folks who uh, want to be, you know, want to be seen by you, you know, like when you go see your physician, you want to go see that physician, you know what I mean? Absolutely. You know, e- even though I've been working for other people, I have been, you know, building my reputation and my reputation has followed me everywhere I've gone. I have a very strong community and I'm really grateful for that. You know, there's a, I, I believe in grassroots, I believe in community, I believe in being good to the community, so it's really served me well. That's awesome. All right, so Gina, you're up. I'm up. You're up. Tell us what about you, your practice. What you want. I want to know about your practice, I want to know about your specialties, I want to know what special certifications you bring to the table, something that makes you unique that the audience might not even realize that a physical therapist can do. Well, I know. Um, yeah. Well, it's a big, it's um, a big question. That's, that's probably most of what I do. They have no idea. Uh, <laughs> really? You do dry needling. Yeah. I, I don't even think about it, you know? Um, so my practice is my tree physiotherapy uh, my tree means um, loving kindness, unconditional, unconditional love. Um, so that's that's what I bring toward um, learning toward uh, learning to bring toward myself to my clients and to help um, help facilitate that journey for my clients. 
Um, I can't tell you how many times I've spoken with clients about, hey, let's um, let's practice some breathing. Mm. You know, you're speaking yeah. my language. Speaking mm-hmm. my language. Yeah. Um, my jam is back pain because ever since ever since I took a hurdle wrong in junior high school, I was having these like back issues and it's like, well, this, this isn't cool. And I was, I was practicing, um, oh gee, after, um, you know, throughout like high school and, and college, I mean, I was a pretty active person, you know, I was like on, on the track team and in college, in college, I was like fencing and taking Tai Chi and, you know, what have you. Um, I discovered the martial art, excuse me, Aikido Mm. after, um, yeah, after graduating. And, um, you know, this was with my, with my bachelor's and it's like, Oh, what do I do with a, with my bachelor's, um, oh, this was actually before computer science. I have a bachelor's in psychology too. You know, oh my God, I, I, girl. I can't, I can't get an, I can't get enough of the, you know, of the silliness. <laughs> you will be, you'll be a forever student. <laughs> I, I am a student of life now. There, I love it. I love it. I'm a student of but life, how- and I get my CE. I get my continuing education credits too. Yes, right? Because we're required to do that. <laughs> yep. Yep, yep. Um, so, yeah, so back pain. Um, my clinical instructor, he he was a, or is a, don't speak of him in the past, he is a um, certified McKenzie practitioner, a.k.a. Uh, now it's called MDT. Um, used used to be called after uh, the guy who invented it, uh, McKenzie, and now it's called mechanical diagnosis and treatment. Um, so, um, and it's not just if you look at someone, it's not just doing press ups or it's not mm-hmm. just doing cobra pose. In fact, it's not cobra pose. It's very different. <clears throat> it it. And uh, this path that I'm on with that, it takes a lot of skill to do the very meticulous exam that you go through to exhaust all possibilities to see if it's working. Um, That's what... That's what I kind of love and, you know, what I love and what I kind of drag my feet about, but I do it anyway because it's, it's like, you know, even the, even the smallest change makes a difference in someone's, in someone's outcome. Okay. So doing that, I also love using my hands. I'm a manual Mm -hmm. therapist. I've started taking a course series by these guys. I know the one is out of South Carolina, um, but they are osteopractic physical therapists. Now, that's something that people don't know we can do. Spinal manipulation. 
-hmm. extremity manipulation. Um, and there are PTs, um, you will go into a PT clinic and have neck pain. And I know my old, old boss at the, um, at the factory, uh, <laughs> wouldn't even, wouldn't even touch a neck. He's like, Oh no, no, no. It's, it's too dangerous. No, it's not. <gasps> that's because we are educated on the red flags and um, you've you've probably heard about, you know, like the vertebral um, artery, you know, like stress tests, you know, Absolutely. that is more that is more stressful to the neck than the actual <laughs> manipulation. So that is contraindicated now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For real. Um, so the most um, the most important thing to look out for is if someone has had a fall where they've hit their head or neck right now or or they're have you know they're having like the worst headache in their life you know something like that but it's the movement itself is very small very safe um and it's also more it's definitely an art <laughs> to doing it. Um, so oh my God, still, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I'm still, I'm still uh, practicing on my husband before I let myself loose in the wild. Just, you know, <laughs> just to get everything set up. Prop. It's not, it's not that it's a safety issue. It's just, you know, am I doing it efficiently and, you know, whatnot. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, and you want your patient, and you want your patients, like your patients sense when you're comfortable with something versus being uncomfortable with something, the, right? Versus and, fumbling, yeah. Yeah, so when you've got someone's neck in your hands, it's like you want to be able to be like, I got you. <laughs> I got you, boo. I got you. <laughs> and, uh, okay, so I got I went down that rabbit hole, that tangent. Okay, so back pain, spine pain, headaches, things like things of that nature, my jam. But I still can treat head to toe. In of fact, course. at my... In my old job, I used to do um, wound care. Wow. Very cool. Well, we only did pulse lavage. Okay. And let me, sh let me share a little story with you. Um, okay. So people, um, people who have been in physical therapy, um, people who practice yoga know what a bridge is, right? You know, yes. lift, where you lift your bottom, um, you push and you lift your bottom up off the ground, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so I marked this podcast as explicit for a reason. <laughs> um, because there's no gentle way of saying this, okay? Um, dude, had a, dude had a wound um, in his taint. Yep. <laughs> yep. Why have you come across that? No, but like, here's the thing, right? Like, it happens. It happens. Yeah. I mean, it happens. And you know what? Wound care is something that people never would think physical therapists have to do with, but we're trained in no. it. Right? Right. And not only are we trained, we're trained in treating something in the tape. Yeah. So there you go. Okay. So back to the story. Yeah. Sorry. Um, so we have to, um, uh, when when you go into a patient's room, you have to create a sterile environment. You have to sure. suit up. 
gown up, you know, glove, sterile glove up. And then you have this, this, um, battery operated but connected to suction device that looks like a ray gun, you know, from Spaceman Sprocket or something like that. <laughs> and it's like, hi, I'm here to do your treatment. <laughs> and so the, so the guy, um, you know, I needed, I needed him to get the boys out of the way. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I said, could you please lift yourself up? Guess what he did. Did he do a bridge? He did a bridge. Love. So then I then I had to say, um, sir, I need you to move your testicles out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to make me come out and say it. Okay, let's. Okay. But you know what? This goes, you know what, Gina? This goes to my point of the conversation <laughs> that we were having in our, our business coaching class on Tuesday, like, we really are the unsung heroes of his, of, of healthcare, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. Anyway, continue. Oh, that's pretty much it. <laughs> then he got it. Then he got then it. Then he got it. <laughs> then he got, then he got cold water in that area. He moved the boys out of the way and then he got some treatment. Then he got some treatment and then he got his wound packed by the, nice. um, by the wound nurse. Well, no, not by me. Uh, uh-uh, uh, that- <laughs> you- Oh, that, that, that stuff goes deep. Oh, it goes so deep. So, um, so anyway, yeah, that's something that, um, people don't typically think of, um, with PT or burn care for, you know, for that matter. Um, okay. So what else do I do in my business? Um, my husband and I are starting a golf performance business and so we're, oh, sure. Um, I am Titleist Performance Institute certified as a medical professional, which means you come to me, you're having problems with your game, with your swing. I can analyze your movement, do a movement screen, see where you're hung up, see where you're in pain, having restriction. And then I can also video you from the front and side and draw, you know, specific lines, things that I'm looking at, parts of your body, such as your your hips, your trunk, your arm, your hand, you know, and how that's moving because they do need to move in a certain sequence. This sure. is this is borne out by the research done by Titleist on Tor Pros. And then uh, we talk about okay. How if um, if you can't have a swing like Tiger Woods, you know, we need to build a swing for your body and how sure. you move. Yep. To get to uh, so you can enjoy your game more, you know, so you can sit there after the game and you can you can, you know, tell your buddies over over a beer, you know, or a glass of wine. and. <laughs> <laughs> you know, talk talk about that shot on the 14th hole where you chipped in, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can hold your head up high, you know, not, oh, God, I have to be paired up with so-and-so, you know, that kind of thing. It, it's like, you know, it's because it's not just about the pain. It's about your entire life and, you know, like 
your social life, your work, sure. you know, everything, your love life, everything. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so that's what's, that's what's going on. So I like it. Yeah. So I guess, I guess I'm not so fired up after all. No, I am. (laughs) People should, people need to know. People need to know what we do. And you know what, you know, as you were, you're talking and I was talking like some things that, I think are necessary to highlight is that we're number one, highly educated. Amen. We have the ability, we have the ability to diagnose. Amen. And that is done by very thorough evaluation tools. And then we have all of these tools in our toolkit to create a program designed for the patient's, and their goals, like the individual in front of us. Yeah, absolutely. It's not, it's not just a hot pack and some stim and maybe a little bit of biking. It is a highly skilled, thorough evaluation, diagnosis, and treatment. Yes, when it's done correctly. Mm-hmm. The thing yes. is, the thing is, our field more often than not is not allowing that to be done. And that's Correct. why that's why the people who can, who are able, who have the initiative are doing it for themselves. Absolutely. You know, listen, I spent years hoping to find a business model where I fit, where I fit yeah. into their mold and that maybe someone would recognize the tools that I had and I just finally realized that, you know, no, you know what? Like, I know what I have. I know what I bring to the table. And I need to create that business model because I know that I have something special to offer. Oh, absolutely. You know, and it's and it's crazy, too, because I don't know about you, but I've been a very, I've been a victim of burnout. Um, yeah. I think it's like the dirty little secret of our profession. Um, but, you know, the productivity, the numbers, the... High fives for, hey, like, you saw 30 patients today. You are the star. Yeah, and mean, meanwhile, you're dehydrated, hungry, have to pee. Oh, my God. You have five minutes for lunch. Yeah. I mean, listen, the last place that I worked at, we didn't even get a lunch. There are days I literally worked seven and a half hours straight without a sip of water or an ounce of food. Oh, my um, goodness. It's really yeah, no, it's really hard. It's a hard, it's hard to sustain that pace. Yeah, you can't because it's bad for you. Yeah, exactly. And it's, then, you know, it's what? harmful it's, for you. But it's also then not good for patients because they sense that. Yeah. You know, it, they yeah. sense that you're not taking care of or taking care of yourself. And it, I think it trickles down into treatment. Yeah. So there's a better way out there. And I think we're on the path to figuring that out, right? Yes, we are. Mm-hmm. And we're getting the word out. You know, I, I spoke, I spoke with a, I'm sorry, you were, you were um, starting up on something. No, 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 go for it. Okay. Um, yesterday, I spoke with this badass woman who's on the board of directors of a local engineering firm. And she, she was 
a woman engineer when there were no women engineers. Okay. Amazing. Amazing. And her, she has such an easy manner because, um, you know, put me through that mill. I tend to get a little angry, you know, (laughs) but of course you can't show that you're angry, you know. Absolutely not. Right. Um, She had rules for her team. Number one being, if this conversation can't be civil, we're done. We'll do this another time. Ooh, I like that. I love that. Mm -hmm. And I, I ask her, I ask her the question that we were talking about, um, the other day. Um, what, how do you, how do you amplify, um, women's voices? And she, her answer was, you have to tell people exactly what you want. That is a powerful statement right there. And why isn't that something that we do anyway? <laughs> because it's so we simple, but it's so difficult, right? It's so difficult. Yeah. And I did bring up, well, what if you're in a toxic work environment? She says, yeah, if the management's bad, you know, that's a, you know, that's a tough one. I said, but what's the worst that could happen? Right. You know, it's like, it's already bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I already had a boss that was trying to get me fired because she was um uh she stole some time from me on my time card. And that's something that like you had to be potentially fired for? That's crazy. Um yeah, it was it was very complicated. Yeah. Um uh, so her answer, she she told me the story of Actually, it was a guy that she wanted um, promoted to a certain position. And so, you know, she was championing him and he did not get the job. And so she said, it's very important to ask, where did he fall short? Where did we fall short? And then, then you address what's going on. She said, because um, what people thought about this guy was wrong so interesting very interesting yeah yeah just just a very easy manner you know kind of the kind of the opposite of what you have in a um clinic yeah and you know what like i've been thinking about this lately as a new business owner you know and like always knowing that like I'm working in a clinic and July and August is slow and the panic that owners would have, right? Cause like, where are your patients? Why aren't they not coming in? And I'm always yeah. like, it's August. They're at the beach. Why are we freaking out? They'll be back. Yep. You know, like now that I'm kind of an owner, like going through the same thing, I was like, I like kind of understand the stress that they were under. Like I, I understand how hard it is to get a business up and running, profitable, successful. But there's got to be a better way and a better way of motivating your people to, like, get on board than just the panic and the freak out, you know? The panic and the freak out and the threatening. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't meet, you know, 
And what are some productivity goals you've had? I know we had 85%, um, you know, billable units. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's for, typically for me, it was um, just a number. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Right. You know, that they expected you to meet a specific, you know, whether it was weekly or monthly, you were expected to meet that that target number per day or per month or per week, whatever it was. Right. And that's, that's something else that the general public does not know about physical therapy. When you're brought in, okay, um, companies are trying to charge as many billable units as they sure. can. Yes. Absolutely. Because it's the only way that they turn a profit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, reimbursement, especially in network, is so incredibly low. Yeah. Especially, like, it's so low, especially in New York City, compared to, like, the rents that clinics pay. Yeah. Yeah. That the volume, ha you have to bill as many units, and you have to rely on volume. Yeah. If you're going to pay your employees, their benefits, the rent, and make a profit. Okay. And let's talk about the word reimbursement. Doesn't that sound like you are going to the insurance company with hat in hand saying, please pay me? No, this is, <laughs> this is payment for services rendered. Correct. And highly skilled services rendered. Highly you know, skilled I mean, services, right. Highly skilled. And I think, you know, sometimes when people have gone and they've only gotten some, like, a hot pack and a bike, like we lose some credibility for, mm -hmm. you know, the, the skills that we actually bring to the table, like, Oh, physical therapy, I can ride a bike. I can do this on my own. Right. When they actually come and, and see someone like you or myself. They're like, Oh, I now understand what this is supposed to be like. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I yeah, we, we deserve to be paid for the skills yes. that we bring to the table and a right. story. Yeah. End of story. But I don't know about you, but I've decided to take uh, insurance off the table, right? All private pay. Okay. I, de I decided on Medicare mm -hmm. um, just because of the area that I'm in and okay. um, the large hospital systems that are sure. around. And um, bottom line, I... I enjoy working um, with elders, and okay. I felt bad. To, okay, this is something else people don't know. Okay, let's do a little role play. Hi, hi, Shannon. I'm. I need physical therapy. Okay, how can I help? Okay, well, I want to use my Medicare and come see you. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't accept Medicare. What? I don't. I Well, why am... can't why can't I just why can't I just pay you cash? Well, unfortunately, Medicare by law requires me to submit a claim on your behalf. I cannot by law accept cash for Medicare services. You mean I can't I can't decide who I want to go see with my insurance. No, you cannot. 
you have to go to someone who is a Medicare provider. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. How is that yes. not practicing medicine? I, <laughs> you know, and it's crazy because talk about a, a population that deserves the best care that it could possibly get, right? Mm-hmm. Especially with some of the multi, you know, all the different factors that are involved systemically. But yes, our elderly geriatric population does not get a choice as to where they get their physical therapy. Yeah. And um, let's see, I won't name the clinic. Um, it rhymes with um, Shmei Um <laughs> And they, um, they literally use um, like Medicare kind of as a loss leader because I would see a patient with Medicare insurance for a half an hour and they were really big on, okay, you got to, you, um, got to do, uh, Therax, you got, you got to do manual, you got to do manual. Okay. You got to do balance or something like that. And then you hand them to an aide. You don't mm-hmm. hand them to a PTA, you hand them to an aide, and we're just going to write off that half an hour. Because ah. it's, it's not illegal if you don't bill for it. Very interesting. Now, now how, can a, how can a small clinic like mine compete with that? You can't. Right. You can't. Well, I'm not going to do it. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have to follow, you have to be true to who you are and your principles, your convictions. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you sent me this article about um, what to look for in a good PT. Because, okay, mm-hmm. here's here's something else that I hear quite often. Well, I I went to, you know, so-and-so clinic and PT didn't work for me. Mhm. Okay. Or, so that's kind of that's kind of like saying, well, I went to this barber and I got a really bad haircut that I didn't like, so I'm going to stop getting my haircut. Right. <laughs> you know, like personally for me, my favorite line is when someone comes to me and I'm like, "Oh, I've had physical therapy in the past and the only thing that works for me is stim." Mm. And I have to really control my facial expression. (laughs) (laughs) I really try hard not to roll my eyes. And I was like, well, (laughs) that's really interesting. And we can discuss that when we get to the part where we discuss your treatment program. (laughs) Yeah. How interesting. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, oh, my God, I'm really glad that you found something that worked in the past. However, I'm like the ninth person you're seeing for low back pain. Okay. Like clearly nothing has really gotten you on worked. a path where it's, it's worked and has like long standing effects. Like, all right. <laughs> we okay. Can, we, like, we can discuss. We'll discuss. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that really like, it's like chalk, like nails on a chalkboard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For but, certain. But to your point, right, and the article that I sent you about finding a, a good PT or what to look for, you know, it's basically saying, hey, if you're in a clinic where all they're doing is passive treatments, you need to go find another clinic. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and how all of the evidence really is about active, active rehab exercise mm-hmm. across the board, no matter what pathology you have, exercise really is the way to go. Right. So y'all need to be moving in your physical therapy. <laughs> y'all need to be moving. Um, something no that sh- I, something that I see is, um, you know, clinics want to balance out their caseload. So you might be paired up with a physical therapist who doesn't really like treating that particular body part as much mm-hmm. as they would prefer, you know, like treating a shoulder, you know, say, say you like roll your ankle or something like that. And I've seen physical therapists who don't like to touch feet. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I, personally, I love feet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness is is it that is it that kind of party (laughs) (laughs) well you did say that uh you put an explicit warning on. i did i did (laughs) and i've moved i've moved on from coors light to uh little uh lemon cello just just oh you're speaking to my soul Mm. lovely But yes, but I think to your point is that there are PTs out there that actually do specialize in particular body parts, right? Yes. Some are more skilled than others. And why is that something else that you could look for in a PT is finding someone who maybe specializes in the particular body part that you're looking for, like Mm -hmm. yourself, who loves low back pain. Yes. Right? Right. I mean, personally, I'm a shoulder girl. Give me a shoulder. Give me a frozen shoulder. That is my thing. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Let, yes. me pick your, let me pick your brain a little bit. What works best for you? Because those are tough. Yes, they are tough. Um, you know, it's funny. And I think this is where, you know, my idea of my yoga background comes in handy, right? Because, um, uh-huh. listen, frozen shoulders are pain. Full, especially in the beginning. Painful, yes. People don't want to move. So not only is the shoulder frozen, but their whole entire like brain is frozen, their body's frozen. Um so I I usually take an entry point in using some breath work, like we talked about that earlier, using some mm. conscious relaxation, you know, getting them to be able and maybe ready to do some movement. Um I, I do like some soft tissue work. Uh, you know, it's not only the non-contractile tissue that can get tight. Mm-hmm. There might be some restriction in your neck, shoulder blade. Mm. You know, like bicep can be tight, lat can be tight. Uh, and that's where my manual skills come in. Um, you know, and then I get the patient moving in the ways that they're comfortable. Maybe bringing some mindfulness into their day. How are you positioning? What are some of the repetitive movements that you do that maybe create some discomfort? How can we mm. change that? You know, so it's really just like a kind of multifaceted view of it. Um, yeah, versus um, I know what I saw a lot in the clinic was, well, okay, Here's here's a protocol, you know, that um, if you see someone with a protocol, it's either coming directly from like a surgeon 
or sure. it's something it's something that someone downloaded. Um, yeah. But here's, here's the thing: we're independent practitioners, and we can do more than what's on this protocol. You know, for example, we need to make sure you know that like the elbow is moving, that there sure. that someone isn't losing grip strength. You know, mm-hmm. a whole host of other like you mentioned you know the neck and the back and yeah you know, you know it's funny because I recently just had a patient who presented you know with a quote-unquote frozen shoulder and this is someone I was treating virtually and I had him sit down at his you know computer setup and one of his biggest things that he was doing was reaching behind him mm. to get paper out of his printer and, like, there was no thoracic rotation, like, whatsoever. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I was, like, just every time he reached back, he was just cranking on that shoulder. No, no cervical, no thoracic rotation. I was, like, ah. Yeah. Now, but that for, is something we can change today. Yeah. You know? Which, for our um, listeners at home, um, and or our um, thoracic spine, that's our, that's our trunk. That's like yes. our upper body. The rib cage. <laughs> the rib cage. And that that is made more so to rotate than, say, the low back. Low back yes. mainly only goes back and forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, um, a protocol isn't going to say, hey, you should assess the thoracic or rib cage or, you know, mid-back mobility. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. You have to kind That's... of really look at every and look at the whole the whole body in front, the whole mm-hmm. body in front of you. Mm-hmm. Plus, also, um, so as far as I understand about the research, that's that's something else um, people don't know about physical therapists. The good ones um, stay current with yes. research developments. Absolutely. Yep. Um, so what I've seen is that we still don't exactly know what causes a frozen shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know. And the, be- the biggest predictor of a frozen shoulder is if you've had one in the past. Yes. Yeah. Yep. If you like have the left. one on the right, you're going to have one on the left, potentially. Uh-huh. Um, so after, after that, okay, where were we headed? <laughs> <laughs> that is a good question. We went from how do you treat a frozen shoulder to evidence-based practice, keeping uh-huh. up with, you know, and it's, it's interesting too, right? Like, I think that that article that I sent you to was very much yeah talking about evidence-based practice and how the, the profession as a whole is really trying to streamline the way in which we treat and which we diagnose based on evidence. Mm-hmm. You know, there yeah. is a ton of research. We've done a lot of research in the last, you know, 10, 15 years. And, you know, how do we then get that into the clinic and get that into the hands of, of PTs and streamline things? And, mm-hmm. um, especially, but, but research... Oh, especially if we have um, physicians who aren't aware of our scope of practice, of what we're capable of doing. Yes. Yeah. And you know what? That, 
honestly, I think sometimes I wish we could find a way to educate physicians about our scope of practice. You know, I saw a woman today, it was her first session with like chronic low back pain and multiple surgeries and we're chatting and she was barefoot and I looked down and I was like, oh, there's a scar on your, on your toe. Mm-hmm. You know, can you tell me about that? And, you know, she had a fracture and she had surgery and she was in a boot. And I was like, well, what kind of physical therapy did you have? And she's like, I didn't have any. And I was like, oh, my God, you're like a big toe and your big toe joint is like one of the most important joints in your body. Yeah. <laughs> you need it to you need it to walk. Uh, exactly balance push off like yeah. what your toe does translates up to what your glute does and like i was like okay well she's and i was educating her about all of this and she's like i didn't even know that and i'm like yeah i'm like so before you freak out and think that you need a sixth back surgery like let's Ooh. address some of these other orthopedic issues that have been going on that you haven't had rehab for and and that was her physician that did not send her for physical therapy after yeah. a surgery. Yeah. And that makes me insane. <laughs> but again, to your point, it's like they don't understand like what we do and how this can help them. You know anyway, what? You were that's one. That's what gets me. That's what gets me fired up, Gina. Oh, <laughs> you. Okay, PT. You were one pissed off tomato. <laughs> that's what gets me fired up. <laughs> Yes, yeah. and then back to the thing too about me loving feet. I'm like all about that big toe, that first MTP joint. Like that's mm-hmm. not a function. Hmm. As a matter of fact, it's funny. I just started a yoga uh, summer series. Right, I'm teaching yeah, a virtual right. series on Wednesday evenings. And last night was the first class, and it was basically all about the foot and foot function and how healthy feet translates into stronger and safer yoga poses mm. so the ladies loved it i got a lot of feedback on right how they were on. thinking about their feet and their and their toes today yeah so that was very exciting oh good um, <laughs> yeah so feet are feet are important feet are important and the moral <laughs> of the story is feet are important <laughs> yes <laughs> yes 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 and don't even get me going on footwear that is another conversation yeah, we could we could do that another time. Yeah, I'm like, that's Lordy Lord. But but mm-hmm. I love my heels. <laughs> Especially uh, your pointy heels, I'm sure, right? Yeah. The pointier exactly. the better. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's the only uh, thing I can wear. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a I had a patient. Um very sweet lady huge fan of the Kansas City. Are they still called the Chiefs? I don't know. I don't really follow um, sports ball. Um, She wore these high-heeled boots to every game. What? And she's like, I've got to be able to wear these. I I think they were, yeah, I think they were, you know, like Chiefs boots. You know, like branded. That's incredible. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and so was she able to wear them uh yes right. yes yes she was was well i hap- was <laughs> i happy about it no well done dr gina 
<laughs> well done, well done, Ms. <laughs> yeah, T-Rex, dinosaur over here. Yes, I know. Well, what's your favorite type of dinosaur? You know what? I never really thought about it. I'm going to have to come up with that. Maybe that could be my code name. <laughs> that could, yeah. <laughs> raptor to the, raptor to the floor, please. <laughs> oh my goodness you know uh, that's something else that's something else so that people don't realize that pts are actually funny <laughs> yes I, you know and to the point of that, artic that article uh that i sent was that you know people like the experience right like it's not necessarily the outcome they they enjoy who they work with um, yeah yeah, because we get to spend so much time with them. So much time. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. We get to know their families and, mm -hmm. you know, what's going on with them. And, you know, that's, yeah. that's just part of it. That's part of why we, you know, become fall in love with the profession, you know. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, my dear, let's see, we're coming up on that hour mark um, my goodness so what we did really... we learn today we... pts are amazing <laughs> pts are amazing we need to keep getting the word out we need to tell people exactly what we do yes and and we need to get to physicians absolutely Absolutely. Yeah. So now, spread the word. We're more than just hot packs and stim. That could be a softball team, you know, hot packs yeah. and stim. <laughs> could, it could be. <laughs> hot, hot packs and stim for the win. <laughs> Versus ultrasound gel. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Oh boy. Any um any closing thoughts, any anything you've been itching to to get out, put out there? Um I would encourage people to find their fit. You know, physical mm. health is important, especially coming out of the year that we have had. Uh, oh my a lot goodness. of sitting, yes. a lot of sedentary, a lot of waking, a lot of deconditioning. You know. And people don't know we can help with that. Yes. Yes. And that and that not all PTs are created equal. And you need to find the person that is your fit. And don't stop and don't stop looking until you do, because there's someone out there. Who can help you? And you know what? Uh -huh. You might get, and you might get like so far with one practitioner and then the next practitioner gets you to the next level, mm -hmm. you know? So you just have to stay informed and really be your own advocate. Yeah. And we can, we can help you learn how to be your own advocate. Oh, 100%. Mm. Oh my One, God. 100. 100 everywhere. Woo, 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 woo. Yeah, like ding, 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 
because we do have a lot of resources, especially being in the industry for 20 years. We can get you to where you need to go. Oh, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. All right, boo. All right. This Let's lovely. do this again soon. Yes, ma'am. I'm on board. Okay. So this will be published out on Spotify and iTunes and probably some more platforms as soon as I get this uh, figured out. But look for the look for Medical Necessity podcast starring Shannon and Gina. <laughs> I was going to say Dr. Gina. <laughs> <laughs> You'll always be Dr. Gina to me. <laughs> Aww. That's, that's, that's nice of you, T-Rex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, you take care. I will. All right. We'll talk okay. soon. Thanks, All everybody. Right. Bye. Bye. Well, folks, that's it for now. Thanks for listening to the Medical Necessity Podcast with Shannon and Gina. And we'll see you soon in a couple of weeks.